The following is a fourth hand production. And now for the next 30 minutes, as the world turns. Here is a bulletin from CBS News. In Dallas, Texas, three shots were fired at President Kennedy's motorcade in downtown Dallas. The first reports say that President Kennedy has been seriously wounded by this shooting. From Dallas, Texas, the flash apparently official, President Kennedy died at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, some 38 minutes ago. got a lot more to say and it's next on hysteria 51 life is a mystery confusion is all around us the truth is out there but you won't find it here welcome to hysteria 51 come inside our secret hideaway as we talk conspiracy theories mysteries and the unexplained all viewed through skeptical eyes and the blurry lens of a beer bottle now here are your hosts, Brent Hand and John Goforth. And we are live. Unlike the topic of tonight's show, John F. Kennedy. <laughs> welcome wah, to his- Sorry. Welcome to Hysteria 51. My name is John Goforth. I'll be the co-captain on this trip along with my good friend Brent Hand. Brent, say hello. What's up, Gofo? What's up, everybody? We have a special guest this week named Matt Owens. Matt, also known as Moens. Hi there. I'll be the seaman on this trip. <laughs> he's uh if you look down the table he's back and to the left of us down there back <laughs> and, and to, to the, the left. left and our new addition to the show someone we hope is a regular guest conspiracy bot say oh. hi everybody hello gofo hello mr ed hello moans hello to the scores of new conspiracy bot fans i am about to win over with my charm Oh, what's up, Conspiracy Bot? I like him already. I do, too. Worth every penny. And there were a lot of pennies involved in that. That's right. We threw uh, some t-shirts for sale online to help build them. We it's made amazing. a lot of money. I think you can get an Amazon <laughs> gift card or a Conspiracy Bot at the Coinstar. It's amazing. <laughs> we invested all $7 that we made into him. Before we get into John F. Kennedy and what did or didn't happen that fateful day in Dallas... Talk about something much more important. What are we drinking? Mm. Well, what I've got in front of me, guys, uh, is I've got a tall can of America, uh, which has been the rebranded version of Budweiser. I've never seen, like, everyone's had tall boys. That is a fucking this tall a, boy. This is a double. This is a 24-ouncer. That is, this that's is, this is what Americans who live in states where DUIs are suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Some might refer to that as a magnum. I guess. I feel like I don't like drinking any Magnum anything. Um, <laughs> he doesn't like putting the Magnum There's like him. the one kind of, it's like, I saw somebody who had an ice cream bar that was called a Magnum, and I was like, that seems not right. Can you fill me up with that Magnum, please, sir? <laughs> yeah. It's like either like guns, like 357s, or like giant dick condoms. Well, you know what? It's You could not ask for a prouder. You're, you're either way, you wouldn't want. It's red, white, and blue. It's got the, it's even got a torch. Like if I'm good the, and drunk, the torch of the the uh, Statue of Liberty, yeah, right there on it. Yep, I can hold it above my head. Nobody's nobody's going to shoot this guy. Whereas, <laughs> so I, either way, you wouldn't want to uh, purchase that from a children's ice cream delivery truck. Correct. Right. 
Yeah, I don't want to buy anything from one of those, actually. <laughs> I don't think I just solicit ice cream delivery trucks that are targeting children. Hey, producer Conspiracy Bot, can you please throw in some uh, deliver- ice cream delivery truck music behind this? I believe this should meet your request. I told you worth every penny. That is my gym. So uh, <laughs> I'm actually feel a little gypped in this because he's drinking the Budweiser. I'm drinking the Bud Light, and mine is a plain blue can, and in white letters it says Bud Light. It might as well just say like beer brand X. But you know, it, it works. It's swill. Brent, can I say my that, normal um, go-to swill. in the in the many many episodes we've done so far? I'm starting to notice a trend. I don't venture far. <laughs> But uh, I've got a basement bar, and everyone comes over, and they leave copious amounts of alcohol. So I'm getting along. You're hanging out with the wrong people if they're leaving their alcohol. Well, you know, or or everyone, and I tell them, too, like, it's okay, you know, if you drink my booze, because someone's going to bring it back. So people always think, like, oh, next time I come, I brought you another bottle of this or this or that. And so, as you've seen, we have um, a lot of peach schnapps. You have a cornucopia of beers as well. That is true. For, For a man who, like, pounds the Bud Light. Yeah. Like, there's some varied uh, breweries and or selections of beer in your fridge. Yeah, and you know what? I'd love to be the badass beer snob, craft brew aficionado. It's not me. It's not <laughs> me. But I have uh, – I, when did beer become uh, posh? You mean, like, when did people drink it other than to get fucked up? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Like – well, now hold on. You guys, you guys are way out of line here. Just because you like some different taste other than the piss water that is Bud Light. Thanks to our sponsor, Bud Light. Thanks, Bud Light. St. Louis, Missouri. <laughs> uh, Bring I mean, out <laughs> your best. It doesn't hurt to go a little outside the box. Now, don't get me wrong. A tall boy of classic Americana that you have over there is always an acceptable choice. I'm just saying, Brent, it's not, people don't drink IPAs to be cool. Sometimes, well, number one, you talk about getting fucked up, higher alcohol content. That is true. And tonight I am drinking, uh, I'm going with the cider still. Uh, I'm on, it's called Citizen Cider. That's the, uh, that's the brewery, uh, Unified Press. It's out of Vermont. So I guess they have apples there. Mm. Not to be confused with undocumented cider. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. Oh, Tune in for the next hour, kids. It's only going to get better from here. <laughs> Indeed. We almost forgot Conspiracy Bot. What are you drinking? Uh-oh. Yeah, I already loaded them up earlier, so tell them, let them know it's Conspiracy Bot. Sipping on oil. 48 yo. Wow. All Speaking right. Speaking of drinking just to get fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> right. All right, let's get into tonight's topic. Before we get into anything other than the facts, Matt, let's go to our favorite fact source, Wikipedia. Indeed. Crowds of excited people lined the streets and waved to the Kennedys. The car turned off Main Street of Dealey Plaza around 12.30 p.m. As it was passing the Texas School Book Repository, gunfire suddenly reverberated in the plaza. Bullets struck the president's neck and head and he slumped over towards Mrs. Kennedy. The governor was also hit in the chest. The car sped off to Parkland Memorial Hospital just a few minutes away, but little could be done for the president. A Catholic priest was summoned to administer last rites, and at 1 p.m., John F. Kennedy was pronounced dead. Though seriously wounded, Governor Connolly would recover. The president's body was brought to Love Field and placed on Air Force One. Before the plane took off, a grim-faced Lyndon B. Johnson stood in the tight, crowded compartment and took the oath of office, administered by the U.S. District Court Judge Sarah Hughes. The brief ceremony took place at 2.38 p.m. 
Less than an hour earlier, police had arrested Lee Harvey Oswald, a recently hired employee at the Texas School Book Depository. He was being held for the assassination of President Kennedy and the fatal shooting shortly afterward of Patrolman J.D. Tippett on the Dallas Street. On Sunday morning, November 24th, Oswald was scheduled to be transferred from police headquarters to the county jail. Viewers from across America were watching live television coverage, suddenly saw a man aim a pistol and fire at point-blank range. The assailant was identified as Jack Ruby, a local nightclub owner. Oswald died two hours later at Parkland Hospital. That has got to be pretty crazy to be watching regular television and just sending home and the president, well, the president's killed, you hear about it. And then, you know, that's a powerful you know moment for the nation. And then you're watching the dude and you just see him get shot right in front of you. On television. I feel like there was a lot of live death. Like, the, the, the discrepancy <laughs> between when everything was communicated via newspaper and telegraph. Right. Like, you found out about deaths weeks later to radio where you could have somebody cut in and be like, later, or, you know, yeah. early this evening something happened to watching somebody being shot to death live. Well, I mean, you know, go back to that, that race for that presidency, for the 35th presidency. You know, they say that was really the first televised race. I mean, it was par- part of the reason the JFK won was when there was the those televised debates, you know. Nixon, Nixon was sweating, was all, sweating over all over himself. himself and- he looked like me at like a all-you-can-eat buffet, just, <laughs> just fucking stewing in his own juice. Excited. Yeah. Very excited. <laughs> Meanwhile, you've got this charismatic guy who's just saying all the right things at the right time. Me in line at the all-you-can-eat buffet before you get in. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, let, let's, say it, let's say it in our own words now. This is a momentous... All jokes aside, a momentous moment in the history of this country. We aren't old enough to have been around right. when it happened, but it it is that generation's moment. I'm not going to compare it to 9/11 because you know over 3,000 people died in 9/11, but um, that generation's moment where they all can tell you exactly where they were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every everyone's got that story. Like oh, when they heard I the was, president died, you know, I was here, I was there, I was doing this. They they broke in while we were at school. The fact that people were crying, like my mom in was the telling me, yeah, they were just like they saw it on TV, and people would break down weeping, and and it was like your president, which is you know, I've got I've got mad respect for. Obama and like all of our presidents, I don't think I would ever cry at the death of one of them. Yeah, it's just uh, it's staggering. You know, a different time period. He was a much loved individual. By, so, so this by awesome many people, yeah, and very progressive. Happy you know, he's, birthday, <laughs> Mister President. He was loved by a lot of people. <laughs> uh, bringing it back to the day of the assassination. Yep. He's there. He's in Dallas. He's basically on the campaign trail for, I mean, they don't, they don't call it a campaign stop, but it's basically a campaign stop for re-election. Mm-hmm. He's toured around. I think he was in Fort Worth earlier. Well, he yeah, he'd had a couple of stops. They were going to be in, well, he was in Miami. That was- No, he uh, was supposed to go to Miami. That's what I'm saying. He was going to be in Miami. In and Chicago. They, right? they stopped yeah. that because they were worried about an assassination attempt. And they actually, before, when he was going to go to Chicago, uh, they were tipped off at four men with weapons were in Chicago. And uh, two of them were, were detained. Two of them got away. They weren't arrested. You don't know who they were. So, obviously, someone's out to get this guy. Well, the two men that were detained, were they... They like, had weapons. Yeah, yeah. Were, were they, like, retained for a while, or did they just get detained, in, in like, for a brief amount of time? For a brief released? amount of time. Yeah, they were released. Yeah. They were released, and... Because um, they just basically said, no, we I weren't planning on anything. Okay. Right. <laughs> if you say, you swear, 
promise. <laughs> it seems like there was a lot of that back in like yeah, the forties, like, fifties. This guy chucks out. <laughs> like, yeah, he he said he wasn't yeah, going to do it. I you mean, wrote a letter to somebody that you were carrying on your body when you got arrested. That was like, <laughs> I'm here to shoot the president, Your Honor. That's Good not luck. my handwriting. Uh oh. Well. Meanwhile, meanwhile, you're in an unconnected basement. You make one half joke about anything resembling that, and like men in black this. suits <laughs> <Yes>. are in <laughs> your are in your foyer in the next five minutes. Which honestly makes this whole like the the conspiracy theory thing way more uh, like tangible because there's so many unknowns. There's so many it just undocumented things. It like, makes it so juicy. And and this guy had pissed off so many people. That, like, it's impossible. You could have seen the thing happen, played out live on television, and saw someone shoot him, and people would still be saying, there'd still be conspiracies about mm-hmm. it. Like, the, it's just such a huge ordeal. So let's get into that. So uh, he's in Dallas. He's, uh, we'll get into the details of the motorcade, but he's driving, a, he's in a motorcade with his wife. And according to the official reports, three shots ring out. In Dealey Plaza. Between those three shots, there's one that goes through his back and comes out his neck. The magic bullet. That, um, and then went through him into Connolly. Right. Passed through Connolly into his wrist. And then I think down into his leg, if I remember right. Yes, correct. There's one that missed completely and nicked another guy. Uh, or, or at least maybe a piece Fresh, of concrete, uh, shrapnel, shrapnel, uh, yeah. something nicked another guy. So it missed completely. And then there was the kill shot. That is the famous shot that you, you know, when you see the Zapruder tape, which we'll get into the shot that essentially, you know, um, turns part of his part of President Kennedy's skull into a, um, a, a fucking ball of, head off. a ball of yeah. pink mist. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. You know, so, it's fucked up when your wife is like fucking shit. Like she's crawling out. Well, of the and, car, and, like. and and her quote. I mean, uh, Jackie Kennedy's quote after that is what she was crawling for was a piece of his, his skull. Head. Yeah, yeah. Like she like was so so in shock. She's like, "We'll need this." I mean, yeah. if it wasn't so awful, it'd be funny. Like, right? we'll yeah. need this. Like, yeah. so you know, they hightail it out of there. President winds up dying, and very soon thereafter, we've got a criminal. We've caught within I think an hour and a half, something like that. We've mm-hmm. caught mm-hmm. Lee Harvey Oswald. Who, in the process of leaving the book depository, went and did a few things, killed a cop, and then went to a movie theater. That's why he was actually ar- well. He was arrested because someone from the movie theater called and said, "Hey, this guy didn't pay." Right. And then he kills a cop, and that's then that's why he's arrested. Yeah, he's not even arrested because of shooting the president. So that's the official story. Three shots. Lee Harvey Oswald. Back we found him because he didn't pay for the movie. He's arrested. All is well in the world. We have a new president. But you're not here to just listen to those facts. We're here to talk about conspiracies. How about that? And drink a little beer. So let's talk about it. You know, first, uh, you know, all of everything I just said is basically what the Warren Commission mm-hmm. found out. Yeah, right? This, this is what we, you know, uh, it, for any conspiracy theorist out there, this is what you've been fed by the, by the man to consume and to eat and to acknowledge and to be silent. Preach, brother. Uh, but everything else, yeah, like <laughs> the other things that we'll get into are definitely like, and I would say probably more tangible theories once you start to dig into the facts. Of it. Yeah, but so-, so the chief justice of, of of the Supreme Court was commissioned to come out with this report to name other members to the Warren Commission, mm-hmm. Chief Justice Warren, hence the name, and 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 come up with you know what happened to President Kennedy. 
after I, a, a certain amount of a year, maybe, I don't know. Uh, they come out with this like seven volume tome and it, it essentially says, yep, that's exactly what happened. Right. One- we did it. Good for America. We figured it out. <laughs> we got it right on the first swing. Case closed. Seal it up. Don't let anyone know. Let's move on. Yep. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. <laughs> so if we're gonna, if we're gonna go one by one, the first, mm-hmm. the first theory on the, on the assassination of President Kennedy is it was a lone shooter. Mm-hmm. Right. And it makes a lot of, you know, the, the reason the Warren Commission, I think, settled on this one was <laughs> Lee Harvey Oswald considered a marksman within the military. Granted, if you start to look at it, it's by no means like, um, like a high level sniper. No, marksman is actually like you one, just, one lower. Yeah, you yeah, like, no, you've you've qualified. You've like, qualified. So he qualified, yeah. and he actually qualified. <laughs> no, 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 that's not. not we'll, to, we'll keep you <laughs> exactly. Like it's not even that doesn't mean you qualified as a good shot. That's low. Like you just you you pass certification right. to to. Well, and, and depending on what you read, it says various things about that. Well, they said he qualified like what, what, Brent, what you're saying. What you're saying, like you're not qualified as a good shot. Well, inherently. For qualifying, you are you're a much better shot than average Joe. Right. Well, you have to qualify though. My so dad was, was a marksman, and he drove a truck. In so the there, army. Were, there were he four qualified levels. as marksman. You know, according to the things mm-hmm. I've read, there was four mm-hmm. levels. Uh, one was essentially just your your basic infantry. You've qualified. You don't get kicked out because you can't shoot. Then there was marksman. Then there was um, sharpshooter, and then there was expert sharpshooter. Right. And he never qualified for expert sharpshooter, which would be considered for something like a sniper. So it was like a, a good shot. He qualified for once before he was discharged. He actually qualified lower into the marksman range. So when he was discharged, he was second on a four tier scale. And if you aren't, if you're wondering why we're talking about this this way, it, uh, it, you need a visual. It wasn't an easy shot. It was like three shots, five, five and a half seconds. It's so like so first you had to do it very quickly. In between each shot, you had to re-aim yep. because the, the car is moving. And you're doing it from behind, and it's moving away from you, and there's foliage from the tree in the way. And you're doing it with a scope. I don't know. I, I, I've i grown up hunting and shooting. A scope isn't the easiest thing on the fly to pick back up on your target. It's not like you're staring down the iron sights and you can see. That's impressive. Yeah, you or know? even keeping your eye through the scope and re-cocking a bolt action. It's not like an automatic where you could... Potentially, like, have a good brace and pull off three quick shots. Yeah, no, not at all. So, and I think the one thing that we can all agree on is that while unlikely, it's possible. It's, yeah. I, uh, it's possible that a guy that didn't qualify as a great marksman, I, I don't, whatever the specific <laughs> definition is, but somebody good enough. Marksman is the lowest you can qualify okay, but, he, as, but yes. I, yeah, I'm using he, he was the not. generalized vernacular of yeah. marksman. Mm-hmm. Didn't qualify as a great sniper rifle guy. <laughs> Let's, let me say it that way. <laughs> he was a shot. He, he, he could he could fire a weapon. He'd he would fire a weapon. He could hit the broadside of a barn. But it's still possible, right? So, I mean, the, multiple people, multiple conspiracy theorists have gone out with the exact rifle that was found at the scene of the crime and proven that that many bullets could be fired in yep, that amount yes. of time. Possible, not probable. Not probable. But here's where the conspiracy starts. That's if there's three bullets. Right. But what if there's four? Or more, or five. And that's where we get right square back to what you were just talking about, Brent, and that is the magic bullet. Right. It's not unheard of for, especially with a a rifle round like that, to go through me and you. That's why when people shoot, they shoot at you, it goes through a wall, and you hit someone else in another room. Yeah, even like, it's a well-known fact, like a twenty-two bullet, if shot at reasonably close range, will not penetrate the skull, but will just scramble your brain. 
because we'll the come bullet, back. Yeah, yeah exactly. it just like spins around. So it's not unheard of to understand the, the magic bullet. But the thing is, when you're there, you, police are there. They have all those people that are witnesses to the shooting, and they go. What'd you guys see? And everyone's pointing off in front of where the, the president was and saying the shots came from that way. And the Secret Service is saying, don't worry about it. Nothing to see there. That kind of just blows my mind. Everyone goes, well, well and, the shots came the, over our head. And the in front was the the, afore, the aforementioned and often referred to grassy knoll, which, right. which we'll get which, to. But yeah, I, I want to finish the point on the magic bullet. We alluded to it. If there was only three shots, that shot would have had to have gone all the way through Kennedy. Yep. Then exited pe- his neck exited- above a vertebrae. Mm-hmm. Correct. Gone into the back of the governor. Mm-hmm. Correct. Bounced through his chest and gone to his wrist. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And depending on how uh, central he was sitting in front of Kennedy, also have taken a left in inside of the body and then a right back to the wrist and then down through his thigh not to mention, based on all the timing evidence, have paused in air in between Kennedy and the governor for 1.2 seconds. Wow. The people who argue against the conspiracy say, well, listen, you, what you don't understand is how Kennedy was aligned to the governor, left to right, meaning, like, they weren't, he wasn't right. sitting directly behind him. He was actually sitting to the left of him, you know, et cetera, you know, bench seating or whatever. It was like a uh, three-doored car. It was a weird limo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but that, down. but may, maybe <laughs> three, yeah. maybe that's true, but how did it hang in the air for 1.2 seconds? So to finish the point on the magic bullet, it had to do all of that. And then, Hey, guess what? Good news, everybody. We found that third bullet, the one that killed Kent or the, the second bullet, not the one that uh, the finished one that missed, him. Yeah. We found it in a stretcher at the hospital. Oh yeah. With, with no damage, with very, very minimal damage. Yeah. Um, uh, forensic scientists shot that same caliber over and over again. You can never get that bullet not to mushroom out. Just shooting it through a wrist, doing nothing else, demolished the bullet. Well, yeah, they're, you're shooting out with such force and there's such heat. Anything you hit it on, have you ever found rounds or anything like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah hundreds of them. Yeah. destroyed, you know, and they- And that's if you find the round. Mushroom out, Exactly. I mean, even shooting in the water, like with a twenty-two as a kid, mm-hmm. you would rarely be like, oh, look, a pristine bullet. Exactly. Like, it's, like there was something. And it just there. happened to fall out of Connolly's wound, <laughs> Connolly's thigh, right. in perfect condition on the stretcher. So after it's made like us- seven entry exit wounds or whatever it adds up to be, you know, and traveled. Yeah. So, if we discredit the fact that it was only three bullets, that the magic bullet did not exist... And that must means there must have been a four shot like we were talking about. And mm-hmm. that's where we get into what you were talking about, Brent, the grassy knoll. Yeah. Um, and even more than that, real quick, and then we'll get back to that. Like, you, you've talked to, they talked to FBI agents that were talking, and they're like, well, people that have went over the tape, the Zapruder film, have counted up to like 11 shots in the background. Who knows? But the grassy knoll, which I just have to say real quick. Um, I've been to Dealey Plaza. Have you guys been there? Yep. yep. I, I guess I was in my probably early thirties, late twenties, early thirties when I went there. And I was in my mind expecting You were some, in your prime. I was in my prime. <laughs> I was fighting weight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting some grandiose, like, knoll, this grassy field that, like, led out to somewhere. It's just the side of a road. Like, literally, it's like it's this like a- little itty bitty, like, 
six foot patch of grass. Like a highway median. Yeah, it's like a berm, like up against like something. Yeah, like it is the most nondescript, non exciting piece of shit little thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, I don't know why in my head I thought it was going to be some grandiose thing, which actually makes more sense. It's probably like the Blarney Stone, right? You're just like, oh, the Blarney Stone where everybody goes to kiss and you're like, it's a, it's a rock it's a that fucking, locals piss It's on. a rock. <laughs> <laughs> and though when you go to the grassy knoll, there is, uh, there's a, still a fence there. It still looks all dingy and dirty, but now you get the, uh, the highlight of like 19 hobos there with like hand drawn maps. Like, let me sell this to you. Like, oh, yeah. you want one of JFK's teeth? I found it. Like, you're like, come on, dude. <laughs> like, I'm almost out. This one's 1600. Like, come on, dude. <laughs> and you can tell he's bleeding from the mouth because he just yanked it out. Yeah. Tell you what, I'll sell it to you for a 40. <laughs> well, and if you go behind that fence on the grassy it's knoll, it's just a parking it, lot. And just like cigarette it. butts. Yeah. I mean, it's just like any parking lot on Cermak. I, I mean, mean, yeah, all they all they have is on the street. And I saw two people almost get hit. The X. Yeah, they have like they're like here's where he was shot, and it's like painted yellow, and people walk out trying to get a picture. And a lady almost got hit by a car. Like it was like full on honking. There's a lot of people driving by screaming, Jesus loves you. Like, it was a, it was an odd situation. Anyway, that was my experience. So, yeah, like, it's just... Uh, not to derail it. Well, it's a bizarre place. It's a bizarre place to first go to um, a place that both celebrates and memorializes the death of a president. Yeah. Right, because it does kind of celebrate it. And, and, you know, and there's lots of trinkets and shit to be bought. I mean, what a better state to do it. Like, Texas, where they're just like, <laughs> I love my guns. It's like, hey, I'm not saying, like, president should be shot, but, like... But we killed a Yankee. But like, if you uh, if you ever need to get one lit up, <laughs> you gotta go. We got, we we got, got a bookshop up here, and we're a hell of a good well, shop. Like, so, so the book depo- uh, the book depository, you depository, depository, It's a hard. There's so suppository. many ways you can say. Sorry, that I was just referencing that. I don't know why they just call it like a library Park. holding. So when you go up there, there's the two windows. There's the window he was shot out of, and then the window next to it. And the window he shot out of is in like this glass cocoon sarcophagus like everything's exactly how it was and you can't stand in that window but you can stand exactly in the air quotes exactly i actually was doing them in the now air. do you think that's part <laughs> of the conspiracy cover up like, like let's say one of one of the human beings of today like yourself has modern technology equipment to do like sort of a physical well analysis. but they've let people go in there and do like yeah they've, they've mapped let, it they've with- they've allowed certain people. Oh, it's probably not even the same, like, floor planks that were yeah. in there. I mean, it's all been replaced. It's all been sold in the black market. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Some guy, some Saudi prince owns, like, the entire room. <laughs> so, earlier we mentioned that Lee Harvey Oswald killed a cop. Whether that happened or not, we'll, we'll get into we'll get into all that later. Well, but I'm pretty there, sure the cop died, a, but whether he killed him or not. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But there is a time period from the death of Kennedy in, in between then and when uh, Oswald was uh, arrested that he's unaccounted for, and one of the things he did, and pretty much everyone does agree on, is he rode in a cab. Well, you mentioned, you know, a Saudi prince. That cab, for the 30-second ride that his ass was in the seat, was auctioned off years ago, and somebody paid thousands upon thousands of dollars for it just because Oswald had... Uh, his alleged ass, because one of the other conspiracies that a lot of people talk about is Oswald, though we saw... How many Oswalds were there? Like, they, they talk about maybe they use body doubles. Like, because he well, was yeah. a CIA asset. Well, they oh, like Orphan Black. So, like, because there is... There it's is a joke. A, Nobody got no, it. I I'm, okay, I'm, thank you. I'm behind. Well, this kind of leads into the Patsy thing, right? So, uh, well, and, if we want to segue. So, so I think we've all taken our stance that Lone Shooter, we probably don't believe that. No, I don't. Like, Lone Shooter, I I, I'm not in the camp of a Lone Shooter. It feels too much, like... 
it's bullshit. A, a, it, it's too many perfect coincidences that aligned yeah. so well that you're just like, oh, this person who was a good shot but not a great shot got three shots off in five seconds. One was perfectly done yeah. that did this incredible like maneuvering through ricochets. And then the other one just happened to stay intact 100%. So, so then that, if that's, that's not tangible to me. If that's the case, and I'm, I think we're all saying that then, was Oswald involved and did he have help, like you're saying, or was he, was he a patsy? Do you feel like he was someone that they just, you know, shoved it onto and, and right. I guess, take the fall? I guess the second piece, right, is it, uh, it's, I think there's no doubt that there were shots fired from that location and they've been pinned on Oswald. So let's, let's assume that he did actually fire those three shots, whether they were the only three shots or not. Do you think there was somebody on the grass, you know, which we were talking about, which a lot of people have attested to saying, well, we saw smoke rising from behind there. To your point, John, you said people were pointing behind them when they said, where did the shots come from? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Secret Service was just like, oh, no, it's the ricochet of the sound, which to them, they're like, no, it was straight up like gunfire came from behind us. And then to your point, you you said that like up to 11 shots could be heard. Yeah. Depending on depending on who you you talk to, and there's things. many different theories on that, yeah. right? So that you got the lone the lone gunman is pretty much a wrapped up like government sanctioned. This is what happened on the I would say with help or or not alone theory. There's many different theories, right? So um, I I know two of them that I read were one of them was he was a CIA operative, yeah. uh, another one was that it was two completely separate. Uh, assassination attempts that just happened to coincide. <laughs> I didn't read that. That's that's funny. That's just bad timing, right? Like or, or like, good timing. I don't know. You know. <laughs> well, to your point, he had a lot of enemies, but like of all of all the points where people are like, oh, "I'm going to shoot him," and this guy is like, <laughs> "Can't wait till he gets down there." Oh, somebody else shot him. Now oh, my turn. So, and but then there's also the the other possibility that he was telling the truth that Oswald was a patsy that he never was involved in this, and in fact. If a shot did come off, come out of the sixth floor of the school book depository in Dallas, he wasn't on that floor when those shots were fired. Yeah, they're saying that he was in the fourth floor lounge drinking a Coke on break, like, immediately. And he wasn't, he didn't appear from the people that spoke to him. He didn't appear to be- A second floor lounge, right? Whatever it was. Like, at least two floors down. He didn't appear to be winded or flustered or anything like that. There's also a photo taken at the exact moment of the shooting. And no one, no one disagrees- that that's the moment the photo was taken uh, of a guy that looks just like Oswald. Now, the FBI came out later and said it was a gentleman named Billy Lovelady. Um, that is the best porn name. <laughs> right? I've heard in a long time. <laughs> hey, guys. We need I'm to ready for my close-up. We need to frame this Oswald guy. Uh, who, what, who do you want to say this was? Uh, <laughs> Billy Lovelady. <laughs> Perfect. How about Buster Cherry? <laughs> no, that's too, it's too obvious. Too obvious. <laughs> we'll stick with Billy. <laughs> That's my weird G-Man from the 60s voice. Thank you. I like it. Uh, so, that should happen more often. So not only was that, that photo was taken. So some people believe that he was literally watching Kennedy, if, if you believe in the Patsy theory, watching Kennedy from, um, mm-hmm. from street level. Uh, and that's where that picture was taken. Other things that go along with the whole Patsy theory. Dude, the Patsy thing is thick, like, which is, uh, you know, the, I think, we can agree, it, it, just since we're skipping basically over the had help, you can look at like oh, a, a thousand different, yeah, but you can look at a thousand different ways of like who was involved and who helped them. And but we'll, like, but the lone gunman doesn't really change yeah. too much, right? Like the lone yeah. gunman is still going to be the same. It's just right. who, who do you want to layer on with it? Mm-hmm. I think the Patsy's way more interesting because why? 
why would they try to pin it on him and who? Would well, well, and it's, it's almost, you got to look at it two different ways, right? First was, uh, we're looking, we're trying to figure out, was Oswald involved right. or not? Right. But then almost separate from that, which is what we'll get to is, no matter if he was or was not involved, who was behind it? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if we're out on lone gunmen, we know that regardless of if he was involved or not, other people helped. Yep. And we'll get to that in a moment. But first, let's get to if he wasn't involved, the Patsy. One of the strangest things that, that I came across in my research was that while his timing can't be completely accounted for, we all know where he was arrested, mm-hmm. right? He was arrested in a theater with $14 in his pocket, and yet he went in and didn't pay for a ticket. You know, if you had just done something like, I don't know, killed a president, right? that you'd probably not want to draw attention to yourself. <laughs> but, let you know, let's take his... Maybe he's just not having a good mental health day because he just killed a president, so he's not paying attention. When the police were tipped off to his location as the Tippett shooter, not as not as the uh, uh, officer Tippett, who was the one, the police officer who was murdered, when they're tipped off to his location, not only did just like one cop show up to say, you know, hey, why why didn't you pay for that ticket? Mm-hmm. Fifteen squad cars showed up with you know probably double that amount of police officers and the media. Yeah, a whole media crew, like a whole slew of them came. Like, they brought a whole cadre of everything to go get this guy. One might think that the fix was in. Yeah. What was the tip-off to them that, hey, this guy didn't pay for a ticket? And who, yeah, who is, who is being... Uh, the only thing I can think of was, hey, I think we found the guy who killed the president. In which case, how did they know? Yeah, who who made that call? Who, who's the one that's that's looking at this guy and going, yeah, that's what's going on? Why were there media trucks involved after the president had been assassinated an Wh- hour before? Why aren't they at Parkland going, what the yes, hell's going on? exactly. Every media resource available, even now, would yeah. be after all of that. Much less back then, when they had probably two cameras per station. Yeah, period. you just expect, like, Billy from TMZ to be maybe in the bushes there, like, got him! <laughs> you know, but other than that. Yeah, I mean, like, the only thing I could possibly think of was, they were told we're going to arrest the person who just killed the president. So that goes back to, not back to, but there's a there's an interesting little... Um, and there's nothing to prove that he didn't pay for the, this ticket, right? Like Other than the, the, the word of the person. Mm-hmm. So who there's this could guy, have been anybody, right? There's right. this guy named Joseph Miltier. <laughs> he was a white supremacist, KKK member, wealthy Southern guy. And he was under... Trump supporter. Yeah, of course. And he was under Sorry. surveillance by the FBI. Me, Trump. They thought that he was going to be in on a assassination attempt, or at least had information on an assassination attempt on JFK. On November 9th, so earlier in that month, he is recorded by uh, FBI people talking about what would happen if someone's going to take a shot at the president or anything like that. He says, well, it'll be by a high-powered rifle. It'll be, you know, when he's in his motorcade. They'll probably do it from, you know, a higher level in a building. And uh, no matter what, they're going to arrest someone within an hour because they're going to want to throw the scent off who's really doing it. And they were trying to get out of him who was going to do it, and he didn't say. But he's like, yeah, so it's in the works right now. He's going to be shot. He's going to be shot from a building. They're going to have, he didn't say Patsy, but he said they're going to have a guy. And uh, the guy's not going to have anything to do with it, and that's just going to be to throw the, the, the people off and appease them. And that was like two weeks before he was actually killed. Right. And he just said, here's A, B, and C, what's going to happen. So yeah. he pretty much just lined out. Oh, exactly. absolutely. So that's one of the reasons, like, that was in Miami. So that's why the Miami didn't go through, because they were afraid that was going to happen. And then Chicago. And then look what happens in Dallas. The guy who was interviewing him, the FBI agent, is the one who investigated the assassination. 
And he's the one who says there was 11 shots. And he even showed pictures and, and, uh, of the limo, what looks to be a bullet hole from the front of the limo, but then none, all the other pictures were scrubbed. And he's got a picture and he's like, this is a hole through the front of the limo. And he talked about how when the president was shot, he like grabbed his neck, he threw his hands up and well, grabbed and, his and, neck. And why does that matter? A bullet hole through the front of the limo? So because that means, I mean, because someone shot from in from front. the front, and right. because none of those bullets they can account for that bullet hole. There's no the way. Front. There's no way a bullet could have come from the back and exited through the windshield and with th- that without being like, especially like where the debris came from and like the two that were supposedly intact. Like it just couldn't happen. Well, and right. then, and then on top of that, here's a little kicker on that. You know that bullet hole in the limo. The president is just shot. There's this magic bullet. There's all these things. You got to think. Even then, they're gonna want to have to get all the forensics and all they can. From the scene, everything. The Lincoln limo that, that Kennedy was shot in was sent to Detroit to be fully refurbished. It was refurbished by the Monday after the shooting, November mm-hmm. 25th, 1963. This was done before forensics could ever investigate the car. It was completely scrubbed and refurbished. But they said also there was a, uh, a person at GM who was in charge. I think he was like the VP of, uh, I can't remember the other, I can look it up, but he worked at GM and he attested to the fact that they actually left the windshield there for him because since it was a custom-made limo, the windshield had to be measured to make a replacement. And he's like, there was definitely a bullet hole in it. Yeah. And you know who sent that limo to be refurbished that quickly? Lyndon B. Johnson? Lyndon B. Johnson. No, that's actually not true. It was aliens. <laughs> well, I mean, going into the Patsy thing, there's so many things that feed into the Patsy that like ca- captivate me that I even didn't know before Like researching this was Oswald got to go to Russia to Moscow during the height of communism and the Cold War and came back a reformed Marxist and was never, ever detained by the U.S. government, was allowed to keep his citizenship, was allowed to stay in the U.S., even though he was fully outland, like he was preaching that he was a Marxist. And everybody around was like, nobody gets that sort of immunity unless you're working for the government and you're trying to smoke out other communists. That's why everyone, that's not why, that's one of the reasons everyone says he was an asset. He was an undercover asset. He was getting paid by the government and he was burnt. So to go along with that, there's there's a very famous photo of Oswald, obviously previous that day, holding a rifle in one hand and communist newspapers in the other. If you look online, they and, and this has been shown over and over again, you can easily see, it's, it's two different photos, you can easily see that they actually took the head and just moved it a little bit from one photo to the other. It's the same head on two different photos. Yeah. Just, it was just tilted a little bit. Right. It, it was like, you know, Photoshop before there was Photoshop. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I used to do a Photoshop of photocopiers. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you had a fake ID back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, even though those photos were 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 potentially forged. Oh, right. I mean, right. if you look at the tampered evidence, they say the rifle that was supposedly found at the, the scene was not the rifle that they said was used in the shooting. Well, they also have pictures of where they found, like, a Mauser rifle yeah, they, they, that they said, was never even talked about. Yeah, the they Mauser, a, yeah. They found a second rifle. Like, well, nothing to see here. Yeah, the sheriff who found the initial rifle, he's like, it was a Mauser. It clearly said Mauser. And they're like, no, 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 no it was this Italian rifle. And part, also, part of the testimony that helped not indict, because he was already dead, Lee Harvey Oswald was uh, his co-worker at the book depository who he rode with that morning, had a package. He said, what's in the package? Oh, you know, I was telling you I was going to bring curtain rods. They're curtain rods. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, sure, curtain rods. It was a <laughs> rifle. Uh, ballistics experts have tried to take apart that gun 
that he supposedly killed the president with in every way, shape, or form and make it fit into that size package. It won't. And yeah, it you won't. can't break it down that far. <laughs> yep, exactly. A man liquor carcano. That is a mouthful. <laughs> I know a guy like don't, that once in college. Even, mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, so the Patsy theory, like, I'm 100% behind either... Well, I've got my own theory, but I think the Patsy theory is probably, like, the most uh, juicy. And I, I could go, like you said, I could go on for days. The one other thing I've got to bring up, even if... The Patsy thing is wrong. And hell, even if he's a lone shooter, explain this to me. What is wrong with the Dallas Police Department? You've got the potential assassin of the United States in custody. You interrogate him for 12 straight hours. He gives you nothing. And, and there he is, repeatedly asks for a lawyer during that time and you refuse his and there are And there are zero notes and mm-hmm. zero recordings of any of those 12 hours and the reason that you give for there not being zero, for there not being notes or recordings is uh you know the room is a little small for a stenographer would have been uncomfortable <laughs> the the height of the government is comfort you know that's all they're really worried about they had audio recorders back this then, is right? the killer of the president <laughs> of the united states yeah, yeah. this is the, this is the i mean and for 12 hours you can't get somebody in there with a fucking notepad and Dude, a pen? I was going to say, like, uh, what was it? Cronkite knew what he was doing, right? He went from a local... Who was, who was the newscaster that was, like, a local Dallas, like, field reporter that reported on that and became, like, a news anchor? Cronkite was already a... Uh, so uh, who, who took over after... If you're talking about the one that was... Are you talking about the one that was bidding on the Zapruder film? No, no, no. no like, that was Dan Rather. Yeah, I mean, I think Rather was basically a... He wasn't he just like a Dallas field reporter who like reported on no. the assassination and like got national exposure. Yeah. I can either confirm or deny that. Ah, well, whatever. I he mean, whatever the case is, like he might have just been a patsy. I don't really know. <laughs> the point is that there is lots of evidence that points to the possibility that Leah Harvey Oswald was not only a, not a lone gunman, but perhaps not involved at all in the assassination. Well, I would say even this, even even if he was, he was the patsy. A hundred percent. Like, yeah. so if there was multiple people, yeah, I guess involved, you got to define Patsy at that point. Like, even so if he was, was in the on fall it, guy. then he was, yeah. Even if he thought he was going to be a part of it, they he was the they defined pay. fall yeah. guy. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Like he could have been going in, you know, without getting too deep into it. Like he could have been going to that movie theater to meet his contact who yeah. had then tipped off the movie theater. Mm-hmm. The tent, like, Hey, that's the shooter. Maybe he took like two shots or maybe his entire thing was to like fire shots in the air to pull people's attention away while the person in front fired the real shots. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. The point is, he was defined to be the guy who took the blame. So we've got a dead president. Yep. We've got a severely injured governor. Right. And we've got a guy under arrest who we've established, in our belief of this show at least, that at the very least didn't do it alone. So somebody helped. Who was it? We'll get to that after the break. Hola, David. Me amo Brent. Bonjour, uh, Brent. Je m'appelle David. You didn't do Spanish. I thought if we were going to do this together, we'd do the same language. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's uh, that's on brand for us. I, that, I I just thought romance languages yeah. was the key. Everything I say is romantic, and that is thanks to Rosetta Stone. <laughs> you guys, we, we've been touting these things forever. We love Rosetta Stone, and we actually are users. David, you've really been using it even for longer than I. What's your experience been like? Oh, it's been great. The thing is, uh, you really get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it. So it's very high on pronunciation too. So <laughs> you can, you know, learn how to speak. And you know, our show is all about proper pronunciation. <laughs> in that pronunciation. Yeah, that's right. But it's, it, they design it for long-term retention, you know, it, and yeah. 
if you don't get the pronunciation right, you you say it until you do, and then you know that that just seeps into your head. Well, and that's why you know this has been trusted by experts for thirty years, and there's over twenty five different languages that you can learn, and people millions and millions of users use it because, like you said, it does seep in, and you're using it with you know you get speech recognition, and mm-hmm. it it hears you. You get to use like the built in true accent features that gives you this pronunciation which is super convenient and you can do it at your own time. And I don't know if you can know this, but I'm all about value and you get a one-time purchase, 25 languages. If I learned all 25 languages, I'd be so confused or really cool. <laughs> I'd go in and out. But you'd be real marketable. But literally though, this is something that we use and we have, both of us have given the seal of approval because we want to do this long-term and uh, it's something that uh, it works, you know, and we don't, yeah. we don't do long-term um stuff like this and this is this is the one that we've chosen and we love it so all you guys gotta do don't put off learning that language there's no better time than right now as we've told you a thousand times and it's always now right now get now. started for larry limited time his air 51 listeners can get rosetta stone's lifetime membership for 50 percent off how much 50 percent visit rosetta stone dot com slash today that's 50 percent off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your unnatural life. Wow. Redeem, redeem, redeem. How do they do it? Rashate, you're oh. 50% off. <laughs> Rashate. <laughs> redeem it. 50% off. RosettaStone.com slash today. Do it today. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when Brent and I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, we thought, man, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Brent is trying to plan right now and says that it works like a charm from Chicago to Nashville as he makes his big old move. Mint Mobile is working for him. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. So ditch the overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash hysteria. That's mintmobile, M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash hysteria, H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash hysteria. $45 upfront payment required. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. And we are back. So over the break, Conspiracy Bot complained a little bit, said he had had not enough involvement in the show so far. He's he junk. Is- he is an uppity bass. He's on that forty weight. You can't really trust him when he gets when he gets the That's oral in him, all that hard oral in him. Yeah, conspiracy about why don't you hit us with some of the other uh, prevailing theories on conspiracies that we haven't touched on yet? There are numerous conspiracy theories surrounding the assassination of John F. Kennedy on November 22, nineteen sixty three. 
The series posits that the assassination involved many people or organizations. Most current series put forth a criminal conspiracy involving parties as varied as the CIA, the Mafia, sitting Vice President Lyndon B. Johnson, Cuban President Fidel Castro, the KGB, or some combination of those entities. Some conspiracy theories claim that the United States government covered up crucial information in the aftermath of the assassination. Well, those are interesting. Hard-hitting robot facts right there. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get into each one. First, Cuba. I don't want to get into Cuba. But you can. You now. can now. You can. <laughs> I just don't want to. I actually really would love to. I mean, because of the embargo on Cuba. You need a rotor the, for your 1953 Chevy. That's probably they, the place to go. Seriously, they, they don't have any new cars. They've been rebuilding cars. And apparently they also have the cure to lung cancer, I heard. Yeah. It's like a, like a pill. Yeah, Cuba's like, they're, it's like 30 ugly girls. But, and like somebody every, every day of your life has been like, you can fuck all. Except that one. You're oh, not, no, no, no. What wait, you're, wait. you're saying is you're never going to take them a 10, but you can easily bang five twos? Is that what you're getting at? No, I'm just saying it's like it's like after a while, you're like, well, there's got to be something there if you keep saying no. <laughs> I, I mean, don't like, see. I don't, you, uh, you know, I'm going to be honest. Yeah. You know, I'm supposed to laugh at your jokes. I don't see where you guys are going with this. Cuba's like that cave that was blocked off by rock for a million years and just kind of evolved on its own. They've got their own shit going on, their own science, their own cars. Yeah. They figured out how to fix all the cars. I don't Maybe that's where all the aliens are coming in of and out of. It's right by the Bermuda Triangle. It's trying to make sense. Now that's a valid point. Uh oh, I think we got a new show topic. Next on Hysteria fifty one. Probably yeah. not that. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to spend too much time on theories that we don't really think, but go ahead. Well, I was just going to say Cuba. You know, you got to go with Bay of Pigs. And I'm not talking about uh, GoForth's track record with women in college. Uh, the Bay of Pigs that I'm getting at was uh, JFK was promised to back Cuban, you know, rebels to fight against Wait, Castro. Wait, are you saying that? Are you saying that my track record in college was Cuban women? Uh, because yes, please. Or are you saying that it was... I'm saying you went wailing in a, in a, in a roundabout way. I'm saying that's not nice. I was making fun of you. I'm a fat guy. I can make fun of fat people. That's our <laughs> word. That's our word. We own that. <laughs> so, uh, you know, he was supposed to help the, the, the rebels fight Castro. comes down to the time. And he they needed backup. They needed airstrike. They needed support. And JFK wouldn't provide it. And a lot of people said that he was soft on communists. Then he, he supported Castro in that way. So a lot of people felt that the Cuban rebels or refugees or however you want to put it were out to get him, you mm-hmm. know, and they had a very good reason to, to hate JFK. He played them. Yeah. Well, weirdly, I thought it was the other way around. I, like, I didn't know that much about the, the rebels. Like, I know that they parked missiles, like the Cuban Missile Crisis, like 90 miles off the coast of, well, you're like, like essentially like the Florida Keys, but right. the fact that they had nukes there, I felt like the Cubans would have reasonable cause to like maybe kill the one president who would actually fire back on them. Like that, it was like impending nuclear war. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the thing about the whole theory of Cubans or Cuba being involved. It goes both ways. Yeah. So Cuban Cuban expatriates are mad at Kennedy for not being hard enough on, on Castro. Yeah. And yet there is substantiated evidence no one re- would refute that the U.S. government attempted to kill Castro mm-hmm. uh, from uh, poisoning poison and, yeah. to, I'm not kidding when I say exploding cigars. cigars. I remember that one. That was amazing. <laughs> so there's actually both sides of the coin to the, the whole 
theory of, you know, people involved in Cuba wanting to kill uh, Kennedy. Yeah. But I don't think any of us think of yeah, it. I don't think, I, like, if there if there's some involvement, maybe there was a little bit of, I've like, got, intelligence. I don't think it has anything to do with it. Like, I've got a little bit I'm going to touch on, but I'm not going to touch on it yet. But there's a uh, just a touch. That's what she said. <laughs> there's just a touch later I'll talk about with a uh, another conspiracy that tie in with this. But we can keep going. We can skip over Russians. I'd just want. like to point out that we are, what, three episodes in? Mm-hmm. And that was only my first. That's what she said. That's what she said. That's okay. That's okay. No, I, mean, I, I need that. to use it more. Okay. What do you think, conspiracy bot? I love bitches. Let's get crunk, mofos. <laughs> yep. Yep, we agree. <laughs> So the next one touches on Moen's what you were saying about uh, nukes in Cuba, and that's yep. the Russians. The Russians, because uh, they put the nukes in Cuba. And great, yeah, it was like the peak of the Cold War. It was sort of like the biggest posturing between nations. Uh, well, not the biggest. I mean, like there was a big, big one between Gorbachev and, and Reagan. But like, it's a hell of a posturing though when you you've got them on a ship and you're saying yeah. when you cross this line. You exactly. All, we all die. Like, we, we so. had submarines parked off of Alaska ready to fucking nuke them. They were ready to nuke us from Cuba. Mad, mutually assured destruction. Exactly. And it was like, we, we, we could like do war nothing games. more <laughs> than make more nuclear weapons just to be like, look, we're all screwed if we fire them. So, I, I, again, I, I feel like it's the same thing as the Cubans. Like, ah, if if you have a one-to-one communication between the the leader of Russia and the leader of the United States, there's no reason to off them. Be- because it's just going to cause like chaos, right? Like you, you don't know who's going to take over. Well, in their case, they did know, but like I, I don't think that he was that loose cannon. He wasn't ready to fire. You got to feel that that ninety percent of the Cold War is just bullshit posturing on both sides. Yes, yeah. you know, it's just people flexing their muscles and trying to say, "I got a bigger dick than you, and I'm going to swing it." And there comes a time when... Well, it's like with- holding a gun to somebody else's head, but that bullet takes three seconds to leave the barrel and hit your head and you can't move. But the, but but for those that believe that, the theory is that the Russians... Basically, Kennedy called their bluff. Uh, Absolutely. And, and, yeah. and Nikita Khrushchev said, okay, fine. You win. We'll go back home. In fact, when Kennedy called their bluff... It turned out that Khrushchev didn't actually get everything he wanted out of that deal to end the Cuban Missile Crisis. Still turned around and went home. Mm-hmm. So the prevailing theory, I guess, is that the KGB, uh, as an ex- as an arm or an extension of the Soviet government, it, they were basically saying, "Okay, my friend, you just you wait. Don't don't ever use that accent again." Ever was that an accent? I don't even <laughs> know what happened. It was an attempt. It was. I just, I just, I th- sorry, I just lost time. I thought what, you were what, having a stroke. Do you, do you smell burnt <laughs> toast? <laughs> if it smells like almonds, you're having. Does a anyone else taste okay, titties? my friend? <laughs> so, so a lot of people think the KGB was just sort of being like, "All right, never again will you disrespect Mother Russia." Yeah, we'll teach. You well, that. basically, we'll get what we want another way. Okay, right. you, you know, you're not going to play our game. We'll, we'll bye bye. This is not as 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 fun of a conspiracy. That's what really brings me in. Which ones are fun? Yeah, <laughs> no, truth. I, we'll probably get to this like what, what, what the most fun ones are. Yeah, I feel like all of them blend together at some point. Yeah, absolutely. Next one, mob. No, the mafia soul. Hey, I think we're going to whack us a president. <laughs> <laughs> I think this one is actually one of the more fun ones. Uh, not only is it more fun, I, it's a very palpable. believed, palpable. Like a lot of people, I don't. And again, you know, who knows? I don't believe this one, but a lot of people do. Well, let's put this on the surface. I mean, outside of anything else, the mob 
slash, you know, the mafia would have more assets in place in the United States mm-hmm. than Cuba and the Russians combined. If you right. look at it, Jack Ruby was a mafia asset. Like, he was a nightclub owner who was very so close he, with the, the, he the was in their carousel pocket. club. He, he ran the carousel yeah. club. And he was which also was like, a known mafia. I don't know if it was owned by the quote unquote mafia, but like a known mafia hangout slash entity. Right. So, you know, that, that, that was like a, you know, some people would say tip the hand, uh, once you send a mafia man to kill a supposed Patsy. In which, a lot of you know, mind. I gotta say the most surprising thing about that, the mafia was in Texas. Yeah. No, I, I, mean, I didn't everywhere. think they were allowed down there. I mean, you had to have a, they were in Nevada. You had to have a Stetson, that's not that's a, Vegas. not a fedora down there. Well, that's still like, that's from, depending on where you're at, that's a lot of hours to Vegas. But yeah, it's as far from Vegas as it is from. Guys, Chicago. you can have organized crime wherever. But I'm sure, want. yeah, that's what I'm getting at. I, that's, I, that's I everywhere. Was, I was joking a little bit. I, I know. I mean, maybe I, they were, I, maybe they're like stealing I, horses. I was not defining <laughs> organized crime by the size of their hats. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's a kind of odd when you hear of somebody like saying, like, oh, the Albuquerque Mafia. You're like, what? Yeah. what the hell you, are you talking about? You don't want to come up here in Albuquerque. Hmm? Maybe you take a wrong turn in Albuquerque. <laughs> Remember the? Remember, remember I just want to listen tunes? to you do that accent. <laughs> do you remember the Looney Tunes when he'd like he again be- burn almonds like you smell? <laughs> <laughs> I digress. So yeah, the mob. I don't know. So wait, 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 wait. Looney Tunes. So basically, what you're saying is it was the Acme Corporation yes, that did it. Exactly. It exactly. came from a, t- a water tower in the <laughs> middle of the WB building. It was amazing. He opens up a package. His ex- Acme rifle. Uh, the other time. <laughs> So, Consp- conspiracy bot, what do you think about that? Give us a little, give us a little Acme sound. <laughs> Don't trust That's nice. it. I like it. All right. But so, the, other, the, 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 the final tie-in was the idea of Marilyn Monroe with the mafia as well. Happy birthday. So the idea that she was, Mr. she was associated President. with that. Dent. And also associated with, uh, you know, Frank Sinatra within like all these like performances. So there's like these tie-ins of like, maybe that was the precursor of them kind of sending him a, a warning card by having her killed. So uh, my only opinion on, on that whole thing is this. Happy birthday, Mr. President. I really feel for our generation is indelibly ingrained in it's our from brains Wayne. from Wayne's World. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we have no idea how he was actually saying. We just know Mike Myers <laughs> dancing around in his tidy whities singing Happy Birthday, yeah. Mr. President, Tia Carrera. Tia Carrera? That's- Fuck, yeah. I, how is she now? I haven't seen her in... Tia Carrera? She probably just... I don't know. And while we're on the subject, Ballroom Blitz. Her, Amazing. Her, her singing on that for... What was the name of that Ow, band? Oh, uh, something Touch or... Uh, what was it? My, it escapes me. Ah, we'll, we'll cut it in later. <laughs> oh, Crucial Taunt. Crucial, crucial Taunt, taunt yes! Yeah. <laughs> Conspiracy bot, give us some Crucial Taunt. Yes! All right. Ow! Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah! I think we're way... To Tia Carreraing this. <laughs> yeah. Good thing we didn't dive into Asia Carrera, her twin sister who's a porn star. Uh, <laughs> we uh, dive in. <laughs> we've officially doubled the Tia Carrera talk on the internet uh, for the week when this uh, <laughs> this episode drops. <laughs> Tia, check your Google Analytics. <laughs> You're welcome for the referrals. <laughs> Guess this brings us to the last one, right? After it the does. Mob. It does. Government 
CIA and Johnson. All together, all apart. Question marks. I find this one to be intriguing. They all go hand in hand. I, I read this little little thing I want to read you, and it kind of ties in. I said it ties in with uh, Cuba and that. Do you want to read or do you want uh, conspiracy? No, I'll read this. I okay. got this. He's uh, he's plugged in charging. And so. he's drunk. <laughs> it says... Uh, We've kind of given him a workout, too. Yeah. <laughs> Early in Oswald's life, his tonsils were removed. After Kitty's assassination, Oswald's body was exhumed, and the body was found to have its tonsils remaining. During the post-mortem of the body, several scars his wife checked for were not there, leading her to believe it was not his body. The mortician made notes of this in his report. So that ties into what I was talking about as maybe there were body doubles, you know, mm-hmm. uh, as far as what they had said before. His long thought Oswald was a CIA asset, and his death might have been faked. Shortly after the assassination of Kennedy, Air Force Sergeant Robert Vinson landed in Dallas on a plane he was using to get home. Uh, he stated it was weird because it had no call numbers and the crew did not speak to him at all. The destination was supposed to be Denver, but at 1229, the pilot announced over the loudspeaker that the president had been shot and the plane headed south. They did not land on a runway, but rather a dirt field that looked like a highway under construction. Two new passengers in beige overalls boarded the plane, and they left for Roswell Air Force Base. He states one of the men looked identical to Lee Harvey Oswald, and he feels it was him, and the other was Cuban or Latino. And this is kind of what I was talking about, is people talked about if he had body doubles, things like that. He came forward with this report soon after that, was offered a job with the CIA, and he felt that it was... Convenient. He felt that it was hush money, but he took it, and he worked for them for several years, and he didn't come out with... (laughs) Listen, I know this is wrong, and you're bribing me. But I'm going to take this... I'm in. Yeah, like... (laughs) That's a man after my heart. Uh, if so, anyone needs to bribe Brent for anything, you know he's open for business. You can knowledge. find me at the Brent Hand at Twitter <laughs> yeah. at the Brent Hand. No, um, it's just an interesting thing. Like this is an Air Force guy at that time. See, he's on a plane. It gets diverted. Guy comes on, looks like Oswald. He makes note of it to his superiors, and then Oswald's wife is also like, "Hey, this isn't my husband." When they exhumed the body, now it was years later. You know, it was 1980 or 81. Mm-hmm. I don't remember when they brought him up. He, you know, I'm sure decomposition, things like that. And he had his tonsils. That's weird. Oh, wait. I didn't realize that. So when they exhumed his body, it was... 12 years or something like that? Well, more than that. Or no, no. Uh, 16, 17 yeah, 17 years. years. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know how well embalming... Like, I, I don't know anything about the embalming process, but it feels like it doesn't do... Why don't well, you? Why well. don't you know more about the embalming process? I don't know. Like it depends on on how it's done and how how quickly. Like you yeah. might be you might be very guess, well intact. Well, uh, I mean, twelve yeah, years but, is a uh, long I mean, time. yeah, for to look for scars. Yeah, and to look for like uh, specific <laughs> soft tiny tissue. Organs. Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't, no, I don't know. That's some you know maybe we'd have to you know. I mean, if they're saying like, I think that stuff lasts for a long time after that. Yeah, because I, of embalming. I would say something like, oh, he had two gold teeth in the back of his mouth, and he had like molars, but not gold teeth. That would be a little bit more tangible. No, I think soft tissue stays for like decades. If you're embalmed, um, we'll we'll look into that. Maybe yeah yeah. Well, I'm not I'm not gonna discredit it, but like. Because I watched the Ancient Alien episode on uh, <laughs> on mummies, and they were talking about current embalming, and they were showing people that had been dug up from embalming. Now, again, this is Ancient Aliens, but George Sukalos is So it's 100% never, completely true. Georgie and I have never, you know, crossed paths, so, you know, in, in an ill light. So in, in terms of I believe that, it. 
let's let's say that in this particular scenario, the body that was buried was not Lee Harvey Oswald. Why would they bury somebody else? Because he was somebody that they had instructed so the, to do it. One of the things they were talking about that they thought was one of two things. Either the guy that Oswald was shot, but Oswald wasn't the guy in the window. It was his double. Or Oswald did do the shooting and left, and then his double was shot. And uh, he was the CIA asset, CIA asset that they flew out to parts unknown for other nefarious so, deeds. But, but why would why would the CIA? Why wouldn't they, Matt? No, why <laughs> wouldn't they? It just seems like uh, for him to be like, okay, great, I'm going to go ahead and perform this this CIA function and no longer see my wife. How was their relationship, by the way? Was it good? Was he like CIA? Oh, she, I need she, uh, who Oswald? No, yeah. they. They weren't living together. He was at a like a and I don't know if it's halfway house, but he was living. He was in a. He was it, an apartment of uh, like not a flop house, but like um. So he it wasn't a going boarding well. room. His, I think they called it or whatever. Yes, correct. Gotcha. Uh, so uh, for him, he's like, yeah, I can I can disappear for a while. Well, he was banging Russian broads and going over there and stuff. So yeah. Well, his wife was a Russian broad. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, that's my point. <laughs> So anyway, I think it's it's that was one little tidbit of it. A lot of people said that Johnson fell in line better with the CIA and the things that they wanted, and so he orchestrated this so that they could get yeah. him out because he was more <laughs> of a uh, rank and file, do what I say, do what they say. They being was it the New World Order? Was it just the government at the time? Was it the Nordic aliens that live in the Hollow Earth that? Uh, that uh, made contact with the Nazis, and we found during Operation High Jump. I'm talking about a bunch of our other episodes there that if will, you haven't listened to before. There will be a reference to the Hollow Earth in every episode of so, this podcast. Here's one thing I can tell you. Can't wait for listening. The Hollow Earth is badass, but John doesn't believe in it because of altimeters. <laughs> so if you go back to episode one of us, you'll get that little little tidbit. But yeah. Yeah, the CIA piece, I believe. Uh, oh, it's our first like, inside podcast uh, joke. Oh, yay. Cute. <laughs> Sorry, we had a moment, Mullins. Oh, quit Keep kissing. Going. Quit kissing. Mm. I like his beard. Mm. You guys are cute. You guys are cute. <laughs> the, the CIA thing and Lyndon B. Johnson was also the, the one thing that I kind of like caught on to was when you were talking about Kennedy being soft on communism, the idea was that the CIA felt the same way. And supposedly Kennedy found out about the, like, the assassination attempt on Castro and was like going to put the kibosh on it. And the CIA then worked with Lyndon Johnson to orchestrate this assassination so he could take over. Well, there, there was a there was an article in October of 63 in the New York Times, published article by a guy named Arthur Crock. According to unnamed officials. Now, I mean, unnamed officials. But That's this what is, According to unnamed officials. At the same time, this is it's the New York Times. It's yeah, not, right, right, right. When journalism meant something. Yeah. Yeah, and, nobody was probably, blogging. Yeah, it's a real, it's a real journalistic entity, and not just yeah, at like, that time. Unnamed officials were probably like the Secretary of Defense, you know, like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah a like, little bit different, like probably legitimate if they're going to print with it. That the CIA had refused orders from the White House that the White House cannot control the CIA, and in fact, if there ever was going to be a coup d'état in the U.S., it would be from the CIA. All from an article in the New York Times in 1963, wow. o- October 3rd, 1963, by Arthur Crock. Uh, another weird, weird thing that, that goes right along with that, with the FBI. The FBI issued a memo of a potential threat in Dallas before the assassination 
happened. <clears throat> and yet, I, I guess tying into the Secret Service as well, if you look at the formation of the Secret Service, they did nothing special. In fact, they did something very unspecial. They normally would have more more uh, people on the perimeter of the actual car, and they did something, I guess, called a lame, dunk, lame, lame duck, duck instead. So there's actually two things they did. The lame duck, which was mean they have people in the firing line, which they didn't have, people or other cars. And the other is... Any time that they're on a route, a route can't have more than a 90-degree turn because the president has to slow down. It gives time for people to take shots. And the turn that they made there on Dealey is like 120 degrees or something like that, which is absolutely against... Uh, Regulations. Exactly. But they made... Yeah, it's, it's supposed to be nothing greater than 90 degrees. The thing is, like the the president himself isn't even able to... Not supposed to be able to say, no, we're going to go ahead and do this. This is a regulation. You don't do it. They did it there in Dallas. And that route was changed at the 11th hour to go past the book depository. Yes. Uh, originally, it wasn't going to make that 100 degree, ter- 120 degree turn. Now, why do you think that was, John? Um, pothole. Yes. That's the official. I'm sure that's what it I've, I've got my theory, if you guys want to start hearing that. I do. You know what? Hit us with it. I'm excited. I'm ready. It is now time for... Matt's crazy theory. <laughs> Mo and Titus. Uh, so I, I think that there's like this hybrid in my own, in my own mind. I think Oswald was still a CIA asset. I don't think that. Isn't CIA asset just a fun fucking thing to it's say? It's a great thing to say. Like, what are you? I'm a former CIA asset. I do feel like he was actually <laughs> probably a pretty good shot and he was actually put up in the book depository to eliminate a threat, which had been made evident to the United States government from some, whether, whether it be like the Cubans, the Russians, the mafia, I think there was a threat and Kennedy and, you know, the, the FBI chose to kind of bait them out because they just got tired of getting like threatened. Right. Cause you had Miami, you had Chicago, right. You had all these different places where they were sending these gunmen. So that I think at some point they're like, all right, we're going to put you out in the open. We're going to find you and we're going to kill you when you attempt to do this. But they failed to do it. And perhaps Oswald was, was supposedly the marksman who was supposed to take out the guy uh, behind so the fence. So he literally was the patsy. Yeah. Like, so since he failed to take out Not only was he not the bad guy, he was the good guy. He was a good guy who failed to deliver on what he was supposed to do. That, that would be my like wild theory. I think from a baseline theory, there's just, I do think there was a threat that the government was aware of. Right. They didn't make it public. And they didn't want to make it look like they were idiots for not taking the proper precautions. So they had to find a quick out. And whether it was Oswald or anybody else, mm-hmm. they needed to make it like a clean cut and dry. Like, we took care of this. We figured it out. We found the killer. Everything's well in the world. Everybody calm down. Instead of being acknowledging the fact that, like, we were told three weeks ahead of time that somebody was going to shoot the president. And we chose to try to bait them with the president. And it failed. Right. And we're not the only ones who feel that the official report wasn't true. Right. Like, John, you want to tell us about the, you know, after the Warren Commission? Do you remember? Yeah. Regardless of what you think happened and who was involved, the U.S. government will tell you that it was a conspiracy. In fact, July of 1979, the House Select Committee on Assassinations... Which was uh, appointed after the Warren Commission because everything. Yeah, it didn't even exist. Well, I mean, all, I mean yeah. you're, you're talking, what, you're talking 16 years, yeah, years yeah. after the Warren Commission? They concluded that there, in fact, had been a conspiracy 
to kill both JFK and they also include MLK in that a topic for a different day. The point being that they concluded that there was a conspiracy. They did not, uh, in their conclusion, give any opinion as to who was involved or where it came from, but they certainly did. And then in 1992, the federal government passed a law that said, and this is specific to, to JFK, that all of the information uh, that the federal government has has pulled back that wasn't supposed to be released for 75 years needed to be released within 25 years of that date. Within 25 years of that date is October of next year in 2017. Oh. So we might get some love uh, way before the 75-year mark, though there is a caveat in there. <laughs> Unless the president finds it to be... Um, I forget the detrimental to national security or something to that effect. Right. Like if somebody's like, oh, wait, we found out who killed Kennedy and they're still there <laughs> and they're running Al Qaeda now yeah. or something. Right. As you do. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's like the one mass. It's like literally like the bad guy in uh, Unbreakable. <laughs> what if it just comes out as like, it's Dr. Claus? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like literally a Bond villain. He's yeah. like. He's been behind every major I'll attack. Get you, the, 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 there's, there really is like a huge supervillain organization called Spectre. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I, I guess I'm when it comes to me and where I want to, I have to say want because it's so hard. Everything you read on this can be plausible. Everything you read. That's I'll, what happens, I guess, with having a lot of enemies, right? And I like well, even lack of media, like the lack of yeah, technology at the absolutely. time, like, like the fact that like all these videos are confiscated. Darker times. So I'm, I'll give two. I liked how he did the 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 plausible and the not so plausible. I also believe it's very likely that he was a, a CIA asset, just because it's fun as shit to say. <laughs> Oswald was a CIA asset. I, I find a lot of the next on Geraldo. <laughs> we're opening the vault. Oops. Um, I find it interesting. The, all the body double conspiracies and his tonsils weren't there. His wife said that, uh, the scars weren't there. The uh, report from the, the, uh, Air Force, you know, uh, per- personnel that said yep. that they saw him on the plane, things like that reports, you know, the guy saying, I'm a patsy. All these things make you feel like he was connected. But he probably was used as a patsy, and only I feel people that were going to put that on is, you know, the CIA, Johnson. I mean, this is in the time where the CIA is in the thick of it. They're they're, they're running in Vietnam, right? Well, we're in Vietnam. We're using Area Fifty One. They've got Project Oxcart going on. They've they're using Doing that LSD they're, trials. Their Project Oxcart was SR Seventy One Blackbird. Yeah, you know, they it be, ended up becoming, and they were kind of pushed out by the Air Force. But they're they're fighting to be able to use their planes in 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 surveillance and reconnaissance things like that. They just. They had their fingers on everything, and it's hard to believe that they wouldn't be responsible if the president is killed, something like that. Now I'm going to go back to the crazy conspiracy a little bit. There, in recent time, has been a leaked document. Uh, I say leaked, you know, I'm throwing up air quotes, and we'll get to that in a second. Of Just weeks before the assassination, JFK saying, I want all the documents on aliens because we are going to release them because he was threatening to release this information. He was silenced by the CIA and killed. Now, <laughs> as tasty as a, 
conspiracy is of that was one of the documents hollow earth well <laughs> <laughs> it should be it 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 turns out that people that have researched uh government documents and looked over all this said no this document that they release is a fake and part of it's redacted part of it's not you know but i i i put very little stock in anything like that but it's just fun to think that he's like i'm gonna blow the whistle on aliens and they're like nope pop, pop, pop. yeah and when they zoomed in on the grassy knoll, there's two fucking grays with the big black eyes <laughs> with their bullets <laughs> high-fiving one another and then zooping out. And or they just, like, they walked up in front of the motorcade with the guns and shot him and then, like, flashed everybody. <laughs> That's in the the one uh, still the, of the, the, the neuralizer. Yeah. yeah, they just neuralized everybody and it was just like, I, I don't know, like, I heard shots, I guess. <laughs> like... Oswald's just sitting there watching a movie, and they flash him, and they tell him, like, you just killed the president. He's so, like, what? Like, so, I, yeah, I guess I guess my opinion is it was the CIA that was either working with with Oswald, against Oswald, or because of aliens. Yeah, fun. My synopsis, yeah. I, I think the government knew about, either knew about it, or knew it was impending. Oh, they tried absolutely. To, yeah, like, whether they, they did it themselves, they, they knew it was coming, and they had to find a quick way out, because... The truth was just too damning to themselves, whether they have, like, were the... I feel like if they were the instigators, they would have found a much better way to do it. Like, they would have made Oswald way much more of a villain, instead of just this, like, oh, he was a Marxist. You're like, well, kind of, but, like, not really. Like, it he just, it, punched infants! It, it, was, it was a very convenient out, yeah. as opposed to a very clean out. Let me paint you a picture. We've, we've got a president who, sure who gets into office. Put your shirt back on. I'm rubbing my nipples. We have a president who gets into office who does two things. First, Marilyn Monroe. He says, he that, says, um, that'd be three things. He says, basically, he says the CIA is too powerful. And during peacetime and during wartime, that the Joint Chiefs of Staff should also have a say in actions that we take overseas. Many political theorists relate that to basically, hey, CIA, your day is up. You're, you're not the force that you once were, and we're going to somewhat dismantle you. Okay. That's number one. Number two, it's, it's in lots of different places that Kennedy's stance on Vietnam was, we got to get the fuck out of there. Right. Right. And we got to do it quickly. And his entire approach to, was it Southeast Asia? was going to change you know, dr- dramatically publicly. And the financing for the CIA was in Southeast Asia in the heroin trade. If we so want to dive into that. If you want to dive. So you've got, you've got a pissed off CIA and a pissed off military industrial complex. Now you've got Oswald. Oswald went to Russia, denounced his American citizenship, came back, just kind of got it back. Nobody said anything. Hard thing to do. Nobody said anything. Had a wife. Just brought, kidding. Just kidding. I'm bringing my wife with me. Was was spotted in Mexico City talking to Russians. When when arrested, had two IDs on him. On him. One was for Lee Harvey Oswald. The other was for a person named Alex James Hedell. All of these things point to to me. The fact that Oswald was absolutely a patsy. Was, was a CIA asset. I don't I don't think they set him up for for 10 years. I think they found right place right time. They're like, yep. "Oh, this guy's been here. He's been here. He's been here. 
We can use him for this. So somebody was chirping in his ear on that day saying, here's what we're going to have you do. Exactly. You don't, you don't think he was in on it. You think not, he, I don't they think, burn him. I don't think he's And it may in, even been the in, same thing where they put him in that window. And I truly don't believe that mm-hmm. in any way, shape, or form that, number one, he, I don't think he was in that window. Okay. I think I, – I don't know if he was Maybe his on, assignment was like – I don't think he was well, in the Well, because he got either. a job there. Like, I, I, three I don't weeks know if he was on the, the shooting. fourth floor. I don't know if he was on the first floor. You know, if that picture was Love Lady yeah. or not, I have no idea. But I don't think he was in that window. I think he gets burnt and is like, wait a second. The president just got killed. A lot of things are adding up in the wrong way to me. So he leaves. He goes back to his place. They say he gets a pistol. Probably they say true. he then kills Officer Tippett. The two closest people to Officer Tippett when he was murdered cannot and will not identify Lee Harvey Oswald as the murderer. Right. He then goes to a movie. I don't know. If I just murdered a cop or the president or fucking anybody, I'm not just walking into a movie. And if I am to try to hide out, I'm sure as shit paying for the tickets so nobody pays attention mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. I think he's in there to meet his uh, his handler. Yeah. Yep. And his handler told him to meet the, meet him there. Yep. Because he's trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. Things went fucking pear shaped real fast. <laughs> so then he gets so then he gets arrested, and they say he was uncooperative. Everyone pretty much agrees on that. Well, if you're a CIA. CIA asset. Who's the last person you're talking to once you get arrested? The police. The police. I mean, the local county Mountie? No, I'm not talking to you. I'm a fucking CIA asset. I've been trained I've, for this. I've been like, they busted my fingers in training right, sessions, yeah, so I don't exactly talk. That's exactly right. By the way, just to point out, during the whole Kennedy assassination, 20 people were arrested in that area right around the assassination. Only three of those arrests were ever recorded. What did they do with those other 17 people? Well, they probably let them go because they were also CIA assets. There are pictures, multiple pictures of Jack Ruby at the fucking assass- assassination. There, there's, there's recordings of reporters, uh, right after Ruby assassinated Lee Harvey Oswald talking about how he had just met Ruby a couple days before at the police station, nosing around and handing his card out. Why is Ruby everywhere? Why did Ruby then say to everyone, you guys will never know the truth? Uh, conspiracy bot, play the clip. Everything pertaining to what's happening has never come to the surface. The world will never know the true facts of what occurred, my motives. The people have that had so much to gain and had such a material motive for putting me in a position I'm in. We'll never let the true facts some of our boards to the to the world. Are these people in very high positions, Jack? Yes. Damn. Well, what's he talking about? Right. When they why they, did he so, die in jail? Like conveniently of like what did he have like? Uh, well, granted, he had like lung cancer, but it was like he died a year and a half after he was yeah. arrested, right? Mm. Right. So they go ahead and they um they named the Warren Commission. Who was the first person that Warren puts on the commission? Dulles, the head of the CIA that Kennedy fired after the Bay of Pigs. The head of the CIA, the very the very entity that we're talking about potentially being involved in this assassination, was the first person named to the Warren Commission. <laughs> no cover-up to worry yeah. about here. There were x-rays and photos of Kennedy's body available to the Warren Commission. They chose to look at drawings only. I mean, none of this makes sense. The autopsy notes were burned. 
Why in the world would autopsy notes be burned? Why did they steal the body? Not only did they, well, I was going to say, not only were the autopsy notes burnt, he was at Parkland and it is illegal to remove a body before an autopsy is done. The Secret Service came in, got him, and moved him to the base. Against the law. No, it doesn't matter if you're Joe Schmo. Yeah, they put him on the, they, well, they put him on Air Force One. Or the president. You cannot move a body. It, it's just like going over the car. Anytime you're touching this body, anytime you're doing anything, you are destroying Contamin- evidence. Yeah, contaminating that. You're contaminating the body. You are, you're leaving semen, probably. <laughs> <laughs> and the, um, the forensic scientists. That went ahead and looked over the body once it got to the military base. They're like, this is covered in semen. Head- <laughs> Case closed. Case done. Died by Bukaki. Why does Head- every goddamn body that come in here get covered in semen? <laughs> Craig! <laughs> Craig's just sitting there with his dick and he's saying, oh, I have no idea. No idea. Wrong department. <laughs> Those two that uh, investigated it had never dealt with a bullet wound before. Oh, <laughs> well, that makes sense. Wow. It's only the president. Why would you bury in the age? Why would you somebody? Rook! Sorry, uh, Carl's uh, playing golf, but... Uh, <laughs> hey, know, Rook, you could- what do you do? I'm mostly knife wounds and car wrecks. Yeah, this is a bullet wound. It's kind of kind of like it. It's not. It's not that important. It's just as president. Come on. Jake in. knows. Jake knows a lot about bullet wounds. Uh, fuck Jacob. Fuck it, Jake. Get in here. Get in. Get here. in here. So, in short, actually, it wasn't short, but in short, I think that Oswald was the CIA. The, a member of the CIA. They needed a fall guy. He was set up. And whether it was actual members of the CIA, whether it was the other members of the government, the military industrial complex, whomever the fuck it was, somebody in the government was involved. And, uh, they, they, they had Kennedy assassinated. They used Ruby to cover it up and Ruby was too scared for himself or somebody else, uh, to ever come out with it. And the, the yeah. government killed Kennedy. I, I'd love to see Ruby's like family members, payments, et cetera, et cetera. Cause I feel like almost like cause since he died in jail from like cancer and I'm not going to say that like that it was a predestined thing, but they're, it's almost like an offer you can't refuse. They're like, by the way, you're going to die in. Eight months. Yeah, like you're you going out. Let's go out with style, and you never have to worry style. about your family yeah, it's ever just like, again. Do you want? Do you want two million dollars? What? What do you do? Uh, if you shut your mouth and you shoot this guy, you're going to go to jail. And you don't even know how he was treated, right? It could have been like treated well up until death. Well, and how in the fuck did he even get in there to begin with? It's a police department. Why? Why is a a, a random nightclub owner with a gun just happen to be allowed in there? That's the third time this week. <laughs> we need to really put a sign Guys, on that door. It is Texas. <laughs> this is true. He was Someone... actually one of four. The nightclub owner with guns convention was going on next door. What, what the... you didn't see was all the patrolmen restrain everybody else from pulling their gun out trying to shoot Jack Ruby. <laughs> like, Stop. <laughs> she became this domino happen. effect. Like It was amazing. I guess we've all laid out our theories there they're not very far apart i i guess each of us went through everything and looked at it and we all feel that he government probably knew the CIA, something and he was he was in on it but probably got burned yeah. in one way or another and, a, and, a, and while my while my theory doesn't exactly align with it a special shout out to jim garrison who was the um the da in new orleans who uh well the whole movie jfk was based on he spent a life dedicated 
to to trying to figure out what went on, yeah. right? And had and, and it kind of ruined his life. He got divorced, and you know he kind of died alone. And if you go, if you want to look at anything after after listening to this, and you're more interested in the, the actual conspiracy, go watch Jim Garrison, who got an hour of free or maybe a half hour, I'm not sure, of free time on NBC because the the special that had run on NBC about the assassination was so slanted. In horrible uh, about Jim Garrison's uh, investigation that the FCC stepped in and said, you guys are fucking wrong. You got to give this dude a half hour to say his piece on national live TV. Can you imagine that if that happened wow. today? Somebody did that. NBC does a special on, on uh, OJ and they give Johnny Cochran a half hour to say his piece with no commercial interruptions that it's, it's on YouTube right now. It's Go crazy. look it up. Absolutely. Also look up his life. Cause if you spend that much time following the JFK conspiracy, you're not going to have a happy life. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you know, that brings us to the point of, we do not believe, I guess the, the Warren commission is a, a crock of shit. And Which the government acknowledged. They did. They came back and said that it was a, it was a conspiracy. Hopefully, fingers crossed, we got, what, uh, 13 months until we may or may not find out. That's kind of crazy to think in our life, not in our life, like very soon we'll either A, know, or B, get force-fed some bullshit reason that we're not going to hear and it's going to hey, be sealed. Hopefully, this podcast is still going. Follow up episode. Hey, Book party. Let's, what, what day? The 17th of October? I'm free like the 19th. Can you? Yeah, that's really not going to work for me. I got a, I got a thing that morning. Hope you guys enjoyed our little uh, tidbit on JFK here. If you didn't like it and you want us to talk more about aliens and, and all that conspiracy stuff, jump on Twitter. Uh, we are at uh, Hysteria51 pod and you can find us there shoot us a line say i want to hear this i want to hear that uh you can also find us if you're on facebook at hysteria 51 podcast uh like us share stories share events if anyone's got any close encounters strange things conspiracy theories you want to hear about let us know we want to talk about them and don't forget on twitter before every episode we throw up polls and let everyone know what you think we think things like that we put this one on Twitter. Everyone thought it was a government, 100%, which was weird because we were just talking about they had that television. Um, yeah, the History Channel did a um, did a big reveal at the 50th anniversary of Kennedy's death or Kennedy's assassination uh, in 2013. I think it was, was 50 years. And it, it was basically, you know, do you think it was a conspiracy? Who do you think was behind it? Overwhelming majority. Yes, it was a conspiracy. The surprising part, the biggest majority of who they thought was behind it was the mafia. Which there's a lot of, as we talked on, you know, there's a lot of ways you can see that, but uh, it's just not as fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like if you did pull off a really good conspiracy killing, you're probably not the number one people think about. So, yeah, you know, good absolutely. Yeah, good point. Yeah, you're not number one on the list if you really pulled off a good conspiracy. <laughs> exactly. So please hit us up on Twitter. At Hysteria51Pod, Facebook.com backslash Hysteria51Pod, and uh, subscribe. Go find us on iTunes. Go find us on Stitcher. We give appreciate us, uh, it. Give us a review. Throw us five stars and let us know what you love. And if you hate us, give us five stars because it just feels good. Doesn't and, that feel uh, good? Go ahead and write a complaint on the back of a $50 bill and mail them in. And uh, two more things. 
Huge thank you to Matt Owens, Mr. Mowens over here for being with us. And a big round of applause for our new uh, member, Conspiracy Bot. Thank you, Conspiracy Bot. Big. You did a good job, buddy. You're worth every penny, like I said. Do you have any parting words? Thanks, yo. It's been real. Stay cool, skin bags. That was completely worthless. But hey, you know, you did your best, but no. (laughs) So uh, we'll see you next time. Hope you enjoyed it. Talk to you later. Thanks for listening to Hysteria 51, a weekly oddcast of conspiracy theories, mysteries, and the unexplained. We'll be back again next week with more known unknowns. If you'd like us to discuss a particular topic, suggest a guest, or simply seek some truth, we'd love to hear from you. You can email the show at hysteria51podcast at yahoo.com and follow us on Twitter at hysteria51pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.